it's good to be back, right? It is. It's nice. Kind of miss doing this. I, oh, I, I, because I can never do anything in moderation. <laughs> um, we, I regret not doing at least one podcast last week. Even if I was sitting in the kitchen drinking alcohol with the dogs barking because there's some kind of construction work happening next door. But whatever, it's good to be back. It is January 4th, 301. Thanks for getting the podcast. Thanks for giving us a little time off. It's Eric, Eric Chase and the fam. Um, Alex is here. Hello, dear. Hi. Uh, a quick update. Looks like Bethany's dad is feeling better. So that's oh great. Oh my to hear. gosh. I got goosebumps. Like I took a I took a sigh of relief when I saw that. I was so happy to hear that. Yeah, our friend Bethany's dad, um, Mike, has been well, he doesn't he hasn't had COVID for weeks, but COVID weakened his lungs so much he had a hard time rebuilding the strength in them. But it looks like he is being taken from um he's been in ICU the whole time, and now whatever is a step down, a step down in severity from the ICU. He's going there. So that that's good and it looks like he's he's moving closer to being out of the woods, which is great news. That's wonderful cuz he's been in he's been in for 2 months. Like he was in all of November, all of December, I thought. Yeah. Or maybe it maybe it was after Thanksgiving. And I want to have I, I'm excited to have a word with her. Maybe yeah. we'll do it on the podcast. Um but tell me if you feel or see the same thing and by the way i am hoping we do an excellent episode today because <laughs> i listened to a, a podcast today not a usual one that i listened to but it was so enlightening and thought-provoking and i'm like god we, we got to be that good um so I'm, I'm hoping we do a good episode today um but with bethany whenever she posts something about her dad like god is in there god and prayer is in there like if you didn't if you didn't know bethany like we know bethany you would think that this is some person who is some deeply, deeply religious, like Southern Baptist or someone who spends uh, most of their free time at church because she never speaks like prayers in God to us at any time. Not that I can remember. No, she hasn't. So that I agree. I know I always notice that, but I don't um, yet. Not just about Bethany, but in general. But I think that there's something about somebody being extremely sick. Um, that brings you to that point. So if that were if if those were Bethany's roots, and I, something tells me they were, then she's almost going back to that as a means of comfort. And I think that that's exactly what happened. So she not to say that going forward, she'll speak about that more often. But yeah, I think that that had because I, I experienced the same thing when my dad passed, the only thing that gave me any solace was my spiritual belief of he is in a better place. And he is where he has always wanted to be that was the only thing, the only thing that gave me any kind of comfort. And not that they're, those aren't part of us and that we, right. we, we recede to those to find some kind of hope or some, some peace. Mm -hmm. She's talked about her dad plenty. And I know you're not usually on with us on Fridays, but mm -hmm. when she's talked about her dad and how concerned she is, like she has never invoked like prayers or God. Oh. That That's kind of like what I was getting at. It's very usual conversation when when we talk about it or if i um if i message her and i i do twice a week i'm like how's your dad doing like there there is never like an onslaught or a barrage of prayers and god and we need this like there is yeah. when she posts a facebook update that's interesting it could you know that could that could be an interesting conversation from her perspective of 
you know, is that something she holds private or that she only talks about it when she's talking about her dad or is it because she's speaking to multiple family all at once, probably on Facebook? I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. That's um, a good observation. Thank you. It, pe- mm. <laughs> You're creepy. No, I'm paying attention to things that most people don't pay attention to. <laughs> you do, especially with your friends. Um. Where are we with the uh, with the ring update with you? Uh, was did we get close? If if let's say let's use like a baseball analogy, um, we left things with you were not hopeful. Um, yes, maybe, maybe you would get some some good signs with Thomas and finances over the break. So if this were a baseball field and you've uh, you've you've been the batter or whatever, what what base might you be on? I feel like I'm rounding third. What? That means like you're on the precipice of getting proposed to? I believe so. So I, and the only reason why I know that, honest to God, bless his heart, Thomas cannot hold water, especially when he's excited or when he's really happy about something. So like if he gets me a gift for my birthday, I normally get it a couple days before because he's so excited. Like I normally get it right when he gets it <laughs> like, because he's so excited to give me what he's got. And so I think the same thing is happening here. I know that he went somewhere that I was not allowed to know where mm. he went. And then I know how happy he was when he got back. Um, and that, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> like, and then he almost like let, he not let it slip. He almost just straight up told me. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't wanna know. Like, I don't wanna know. And he's like, Alex, it's really hard to keep things from you. One, I'm excited. Two, and your taste is very specific. So there's no way. And you told me where to go. <laughs> like, so there's no way for you to be surprised on some things. He's like, all I will tell you, you don't know how I'm going to do it or when I'm going to do it. And I right. said, okay. So that's pretty much it. I am a lot, and I, I almost regretted it because I was like, dang it, I know too much. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just, it's my personality. It is what it is. Well, that delights me. I was not expecting <laughs> to hear that, or I, I thought you, you messed up the baseball analogy, but that's that's great news. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Then you can smack them on, on, the, on the back of the head and go, boy, why did you do this on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? <laughs> yeah. Well, when I say rounding third, I mean like Valentine's Day is in like uh, a month. Okay. And, and then my birthday is a month later. So it, you know what I mean? Like I don't imagine it's happening tomorrow. Okay. Um, yeah, you and I, we, we didn't talk a, a lot during the break. We, we caught, I caught, I spoke to everybody. The, uh, I didn't keep an eye on the group text on Friday because I was messing with Philip on Thursday night, sending him happy new year and watching his phone explode every time I would send it. So I could only imagine that's what the, <laughs> I forgot that our phones did that. Um, uh, how was you weren't off? You were off the week prior. Did you did anything eventful between Christmas and new year's besides, For- besides Thomas rounding third? For like personally, just anything in general, other than oh, you almost dying. <laughs> so my mom got into a car accident, oh, and both of you almost died. That's what I'm saying. Like we had a conversation, and I said, Eric, I feel like the Grim Reaper is coming for my family. Um, but <laughs> 
And I said that before my brakes gave out while I was driving. So it, I guess it, it only confirms what I, I need to stay in the house. Yeah. But, um, my mom unfortunately got into a car accident. Well, she didn't get into a car accident. A semi truck hit her, like just accelerated in reverse and just ran her over. And then she said there was a period of time where she didn't think he knew that she was pinned up under him. And I'm just like, I don't know how close you were to him just taking the whole top of your car off at that point, what you included. But um, so that happened. So I've been taking care, I was kind of, you know, taking care of her. She lives only a couple doors down from me. So making sure she was taking her meds, making sure she was eating because she was mentally a little worked up. Just that's scary stuff. Yeah. And then the brakes on my car went out um, on New Year's Eve. And I'm just like, you know what I felt? I don't know if you saw my Facebook post, but I said, this is this is only breeding negativity. And I should not have wrote this. <laughs> I didn't delete it. But I was like, I don't want to I don't want to bring negativity into the new year. But I made this really sarcastic post about, hey, of all things that could happen on the end of the year, what's happened to you? I'll go first. My car brakes went out while I was driving. <laughs> like, Cheers to the new year. And I was really sarcastic about it. But I'm like, this is so negative, Alex. Like, don't do this. <laughs> when you told me about it, I didn't. I, I didn't know the situation, but I think mm -hmm. I did tell you if there's one thing that you should be very cautious with. I know a lot of people, they just scoff or hand wave their check engine light. Um, <laughs> but I think I did tell you, brakes is probably not something you want to take that risk with. Um, and you said you were, you had to push it all the way down. Well, you were, I was on the phone with you in the car and I was like, hey, do you think this is a problem or not? <laughs> and then I had gotten, I was on the road leaving my house. So right by Owens Community College. And I was coming up on a train track and I was saying, I always slow down because these tracks are rough and my car didn't slow down. And I just <laughs> flew over those tracks and I was like, oh no, I need to turn around. So then I hung up with you immediately. I was like, okay, gotta go. Bye. And then I turned around and came back home to switch cars, but I that so I haven't driven it since. So I think what what day was that? Thursday, New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, it was Thursday. Yeah, you you had there is a Grim Reaper following the the, Tom, the Thomas family <laughs> around. I would hope um, you might want to work on. I guess a lot of people wrote up wills and and other things to prepare for their end of life um, instances because it was a very deadly year last year for for the obvious reasons. But yeah, you are you are definitely being haunted by something because. Um, so we we've talked about it multiple times. Like my brother and I don't have a good dialogue. Yeah. Like he's gonna be a dad. Like it's his DNA, not not like Phoenix. And there's very little discussion. He didn't tell me anything about Tracy's doctor visit, but I text him uh, about your about yes. your mom's car. Yeah. And he's right responds right back. And then by the <laughs> way, when, when, after I had sent that information over to you, I think I said like you know usually this isn't a worry. Um, insurance will handle it. He says, "Oh yeah, by the way." He didn't say, "Oh yeah, by the way." He said, "Yeah, that's definitely totaled." <laughs> I knew it was. My brother was trying to disagree, yeah. but I knew it was. I know that there's like an insurance definition of totaled and then like what a, a layperson <laughs> thinks is told. And, and then to jump ahead. So are you just going to get your car fixed? Are you going to get a new car? Um, so I'm going to get my car fixed. And that's that's. But let me tell you the irony about my mom really quickly, because you talked about Wilth. My mom, not even three weeks ago, 
got herself life insurance. She she like she had a hard time seeing my bro my family and I go through my, the loss of my dad and he didn't have proper insurance. So we had to come up with all this money and then Thomas's mom the same thing not three weeks later. So th that's where all of our down payment for our home went and paying off our parents like debts and their services and stuff. But um, she felt awful. So she she went looking for her own. But when you're my mom is almost 70. She's healthy, but she's almost 70. So when you're that old, you have like you're not going to get good life insurance like you're not going to get that so she had gotten herself some life insurance and called me about it not even three weeks ago asking me if she should get this kind or this kind and what do i recommend she signed on the dotted line and i want to say two weeks later she got into a, a wreck and you know like, what if, if, I, <laughs> if, if the worst would have happened with that insurance company i would have sent investigators out because i would have been like nah nah well sketch it doesn't it actually doesn't matter because this insurance company won't actually insure her until she lives another two years so it would not have mattered she right. would it which which just which is creepy but for my car i am going to take it in to get it fixed but when i called my repair shop because i only go to mighty auto uh, when i called my guys at mighty Mighty is closed because they had a COVID outbreak. And so they don't open again until tomorrow. So I can't, luckily I forgot, I completely forgot I have AAA. So I can get AAA to tow the car yeah. to Mighty. Um, and I won't have to come out of my pocket for that. But, to, and hopefully tomorrow. But I found it extremely ironic. And this is where I'm, this is like, I think maybe you and I talk about this or maybe it's Jordan and myself, but the universe and me just line up all the time in the weirdest ways. I made a huge work mistake this past week and I made I've only made that mistake one other time and it was this exact week last year. <laughs> like the exact week last year. And then um the only other time I have ever had to repair my car was right after I got my stimulus check in the springtime. Look at that. My similarly <laughs> my financial planets if we're speaking like janet here always line up i am <laughs> ultra fortunate in all my finances like i had no idea that i was loosely following the stimulus stuff and i actually looked today uh, i didn't know that we were getting it so soon and i don't really i don't if i, if I didn't get it life would be fine but mm -hmm. i had to write a check to the government for some missed taxes a couple of years ago so it'll just cancel one another out so my finances my my planets there line up perfectly um some of my investments did well and i don't i don't want to, nobody wants to hear about that but you know i knock on wood for that um conversely and not to do any kind of deep dive on this i showed you or i gave you a couple of, of examples how my planets are like jupiter and saturn barely missing one another from a couple of weeks ago <laughs> when it comes to trying to date somebody and, uh, and yes. it's just fucking head scratching so, I mean, you can't have all the planets and all your and all your houses lined up. So just be thankful that you have some of them lined up, I guess. So that's and that and I think that maybe I'm looking at it negatively and I'm just like the universe just takes my money. They just know anytime I come into some money and I take it or the bad things don't happen to me until I have the ability to handle yeah. them and keep going. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? I've been without but the ironic part is that mom mom's wreck was just last week. So I've been her like wheels. I've been getting her to her doctor's appointment because she had to go to the doctor and to the um, 
grocery store and things like that. And then my car went out. And so I had nothing and she had nothing. And so I've essentially been in the house since Thursday. Um, but I don't mind it. <laughs> like I could have gone somewhere yesterday. Thomas's car was here and I just didn't want to, <laughs> like, would have you been, know, would have been very sketchy had like your mom said, honey, can I borrow the car? And then all of a sudden the brakes on her daughter's car go out and then the big insurance payment. I mean, <laughs> I would never. My mom is driving like an elderly woman nowadays. So not going, and not going the, fast enough to need brakes, right? N no, going way too fast. Oh, she okay. she does not. Um, she she's fine. She drives like I just we just like to joke with her that she's getting older. So she like cuts corners really quickly. Oh, God. And most people who drive with her always complain about how um, how she breaks. So when you're coming up on a red light, you break slowly and, right. but she comes up on the red light and then jams her brake. <laughs> like, probably better on gas, <laughs> bad on brakes, but better on gas and terrible on ice. And so I worry for her in general, but this was just not her fault. Not even close. Um, to re rewind with some of this. So my brother and I, we, we didn't have much dialogue and Tracy went yeah. to the doctor and I saw something moving that I guess denotes a heartbeat and they don't know the sex, but all that stuff is, is good. And then somehow I got to talking uh, to Paul about a new car and uh -huh. then we were going, now I don't need a new car right now, but I'm within the window where Paul can nudge, but he got so chatty about, you know, this and was helpful. And I went to go to a couple of the Yarks the other day. So yeah, I should, I should know that when I'm in the cycle of car buying, our relationship picks up, but with all the death stuff here going on, and to weave this back to the beginning with, with Bethany, and you know, I mentioned my friend Ashley's dad, how he died of a, a blood clot, like immediately. It was, I guess the right word is, is chilling. Not chilling. Her texting me as he had basically died was, mm -hmm. was bone chilling. This mm -hmm. was more um, jarring or... Mm -hmm. It was very unsubtle. I don't think that's a word. But I think it was Christmas Eve. She told me, she's like, I, I just said, hey, how are you? I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I just picked up my dad. And I was a little drunk at the time. And I was waiting for my Chinese food from QQ. And <laughs> that didn't compute. I'm like, what do you mean you're picking him up? And I'm like, oh. So, um, and I, I asked her, they had him cremated. Mm -hmm. um, I am also familiar with, though not... Uh, responsible for uh, when we were going through the deaths in my family like I'm familiar with how much it costs and um, like to die it's expensive and I'm yeah. gonna guess like I, I feel like with my mom it was somewhere with coffins ceremonies and headstone it's like 15 or 20 grand I might be off a little there but it's it's all it's at least 10 and uh, oh no it's it's at least 12 Definitely. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the specifics were, but it, it ain't cheap. So nope. I, I asked Ashley or it came up when she told me that she had picked up her dad. I'm like, what does that cost? And she said, everything costs 2,500 bucks. So uh, it's probably not official, but you have here on the podcast, you have my permission to cremate me. <laughs> so that's that's the other thing that's I I find these conversations to be weird. I'm like I don't want to talk about this anymore. Even even when we were I was at my mom's house on New Year's Day and I was my brother was like, "Mom, you better get life insurance." He didn't know that she had just gotten some a couple weeks before. And I said, "We don't need to talk about this." <laughs> like, no. There's too many things happening. So yeah, but I'll make sure that somebody knows that. I will I want the same. 
seven years ago when my dad came to visit me here for the first time, he had been threatening. I don't know another word for it. He, he <laughs> kept telling me he wanted to have a chat, a serious conversation. And I braced myself for the worst. And I think I asked Paul or my mom at the time, like, Dad doesn't have cancer. He's not sick, right? And they're like, no. Like, he, he, he said he wants to talk to me. And that usually means, like, it's, he's probably, I don't know, is he gay? I don't know, what's going on? Um, yeah. And he wanted to talk to me about, like, his end-of-life things. And it was, it was as comfortable as the time when we had the sex talk. Like, it's, <laughs> it's weird. Like, you never want to think about your parents... If you really love your parents like we do, you don't want to think about them dying, and you also don't want to think about them having sex. And they were both equally, equally discomforting. So I, I can, I can relate to what you were thinking about. Exactly. I was just. I mean, I already. My mom has told us a million and one times what she wants, so we already know. Like I know exactly what she wants as far as like the what is it called palpative care. Palliative and care. Were they palliative care? Palliative yes. care. That's where like. Um, when my mom was in home hospice. Yes. It's like, and you, you give the morphine. Yes. Yeah. And I, I am well aware of what kind of service she wants, how she wants, you know, I, I even know that if Thomas ever gets to the point of like his mom's health or like my dad's health, he just wants all the recreational drugs. He wants to have a good time. <laughs> like, I, you know, until his time is done. <laughs> so I understand those things, but I'm just like, this is the Grim Reaper is somewhere around here. It's just, I need him to be gone, uh, him, he or she to be gone, and I'll just leave it at that. And I don't want to talk about it. Um, last week, I started off like hot and heavy with vacation time. Um, mm. Sunday and then Monday, I took the dogs to a couple places. Um, nice, they, nice. they got to see some, some other dogs, and um, they mostly enjoyed that. And then I was counting up, like, I'd been to five places in... That, that day, like before two o'clock in the afternoon, just running some quick errands and mm. I had to stop myself. So again, no moderation. Like there is no middle ground for me. It's either I'm home doing absolutely nothing, which is how the end of my week was or the beginning of it where I'm running all over these places. I'm like, well, hold on a second. Brandon, I'm being safe. These places I'm going to, you know, it's not like people are crammed on top of each other, but it's like, I feel a little reckless here having gone to like five places um, within a very short period of time. And again, none of them were unsafe, but it just felt like bad behavior. So I shut that shit down and just sat at home for the rest of the week. So have you observed, like, as you're out and about, have you paid attention? I, I bet you actually have, um, other than myself. Have you paid attention to um, the 180th is out, by the way. Can you hear them? Yes. <laughs> Sonny's like, what the hell is that? Waking me up from my nap. Bad bitch. Um, so anyway, um, have you observed people's body language when they're out and about and um, as it pertains to like social distance or um, just you being in their space? I say I ask that because my mom and I were out doing some Christmas things before the holiday. So we were out getting some things and we there was one store specifically that we went in and we were up an aisle and I saw this mom and daughter turned the corner to come up that aisle and they saw us and they didn't, they left. Like they turned around, went up a different aisle. So mom and I were looking for some things. So then we turned the corner and went up the other aisle. They were in that aisle. Mom just walks up right in front of this woman. She's wearing a mask. The woman's wearing a mask, but mom just walks up and gets really close to her because what she was looking for 
was right in front of her and this woman looks at mom like she just shot her like <laughs> she just my mom's not paying attention to anything this woman just looked at glared at her like she just killed her cat and her and her daughter walk back up the aisle and leave as soon as we got there <laughs> and then this it happened again so we ended up it was like we were following each other unintentionally and i that was a, when i learned i'm like oh people are really like I get that you're uncomfortable, but I don't think I had paid attention to that. And then I started to pay attention to it after. It's happened a couple times, even at the grocery store. I, I, I've experienced the opposite throughout most, throughout most of this. Now, when I do my errands and stuff, it's in the middle of the day, so places are generally not that busy. Um, I had to run into Target yesterday uh, or someplace yesterday because I had a, an accident in my freezer. So I needed to get it cleaned up, but uh, mm -hmm. going to places and running errands on the weekends, places are going to be busier. But as I've noticed, it's been the opposite. Um, I will I will read the meme um, that I just sent to Bethany because it's Baby Yoda with a really frustrated, almost angry face. And it's his coworker. I can smell alcohol in your breath through your mask. Me. Well, maybe you should back the fuck up, Beth. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> I have come across way too many people out in aisles, and I'm and I'm gonna be like, Beth, do you not know there is a pandemic going on? Like they're standing next to me, like there's no, I, there's I don't want to call it social distance, but even if there wasn't, like social courtesy, like I'm looking at something, I'll yep. gladly move away. Just like complete disrespect and lack of courtesy. Yep. So unfortunately, same old, same old shit. So that was, so then mom kept doing it. So then it was, if there was the moment where she walked up to get something off of like a rack that was right next to this, this older woman and the woman glared at her. Mom didn't even notice and then turned around and continued doing what she was doing. Then we were walking up another aisle that same mother and daughter was up that aisle. And I said, no, let's, let's just go. Like, we don't need to look at that. She's like, well, no, no. I said, no, let's go, mom. She's like, why? And I said, you don't pay attention to your surroundings at all. This is concerning. <laughs> this mother and daughter has left every single time we walked up the aisle. And the mother glared at you a couple aisles down because you walked right next to her to get something off of the shelf like you were not observing any kind of distance or giving her space to do what she needed to do i've thrown a lot of eye, da <laughs> eye daggers at people like your mom over the last oh yeah months. it sounds oh, like yeah you were playing what i like to call um retail aisle chicken where <laughs> yes. you look down and you're like there they are and then you go down the other side and you're like shit they're walking that way too and it, it, it's just all kinds of chaos and confusion and yeah. Um, so I try to pay attention, but after that, I pay attention very closely. And unless you're just standing there staring or taking your dear sweet time, I will not get in your way. But there's been a couple times where I'm like, excuse me, just need to get by here. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll do that. And when this is a note for everybody, excuse me, may I get by? That's your goal. That's your cue to back up six feet, mask or no mask. What, mm -hmm. If you have, even if you have a mask, back up mm -hmm. um just do a social courtesy uh when i was running to all those places last week i've actually I, I went back there yesterday sunrise skillet on reynolds nice little place sunrise skillet on reynolds just a little greasy spoon i don't ever i i, I don't eat breakfast um where is it it's right next to mommy valley country day 
Um, it's a weird. Little oh show. yes. Yeah, there's like uh-huh. a, there's a, one of the old Taco Bell places next to it. It's like a battery store now. Yes. So it's small. There's not many seats and, um, it wasn't delicious, but it was good and not that expensive. And I went back there yesterday and I, I never eat breakfast and I'm trying to change that. So, um, yeah, I'm the opposite. I have been eating a lot of breakfast. Um, normally I don't, I get into like my waves where I eat breakfast or I don't eat breakfast. I've been eating a ton of breakfast and I can't like keep my weight off, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So I'm like, I'm not going to have breakfast. So like this morning I had protein and coffee. So I had okay. some iced coffee and a protein shake for breakfast. And I'm trying to get away from getting a sausage McMuffin and a coffee. Right. <laughs> and I'm, when I've gone, so I went to, I also went to Bob Evans. Um, why did I go there? Some of the other places I were I was checking into were either busy-ish or were not open. Um, oh. So I went in there. So I'm practicing not eating all of my food, especially for, for breakfast. Um, and I, I, like, if I eat protein in the morning, I find it weighs me down. And I've rarely ever been hungry before mm-hmm. uh, uh, for breakfast anyway. So I'm trying to get all that under control. Um, but yeah, good luck to you and good luck to me to continue what we're working on. So I came across something that I thought you might like, and this okay. could be, um, did you know that I know that when you're, when you have a Peloton bike and I think they, I think they have a treadmill now. Yeah. You pe- have uh, Peloton to, tread. Yeah. So you have to get like the app and that's how it works. But Peloton now has a like on the go app that's. 12 bucks a month and you have access to all of their workouts with the trainers that are like so it's the motivated style workouts and it has the same thing for running so if you run outdoors instead of you playing music well they are playing music you can choose but the trainer is also running with you and telling you when to run faster or when to run slower um and i saw that and i was like oh this is really cool and i thought maybe you might like it too no, no, not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. Because I, I know what I need to be doing. Um, and I, I've had I, I, probably lack of sun and not working and being out of whack last week has brought on that existential cloud of what are you doing with your life? It, oh. So a little bleak, but, you know, it won't last long. And now that I'm back to work and we're doing this, things will be a little bit better. But every time I've thought about having somebody motivate me, whether it's some kind of like, dietitian or um or, or a trainer i could mm-hmm. simply be like fuck you or like not show up for the session or just blow it off like i i know what i need to do mm-hmm. um and the motivation doesn't do anything because i can just go you know screw you <laughs> i see so that's i enjoy it because i don't know what i need to do and so i okay. need guidance and direction i tend to do better with classes but i don't like the social aspect of the classes and the social pressure and this for me just the embarrassment of the classes so i like that i can do it at home okay like i bought a, a a fairly fancy scale which supposedly measures all kinds of stuff if you're barefooted on it it was like 40 bucks at, at target uh-huh. in, the, in the springtime when we were all getting a little you know inert and i wanted to keep track of things and quite honestly i wanted to try to get down to um a couple years ago and i was trying to catch my stomach thing up i was down to like a hundred and 68 or 170 pounds Mm. um and i was like wow everybody really does have ab muscles except for that damn fat on the outside (laughs) Uh, and i wanted to get back closer to that and you know what 
You know what I did with that scale after like three weeks? Put it in the closet and haven't walked on it since. <laughs> like I know what I need to do to achieve a goal. It's just a matter of sticking with it and not going, you can go fuck yourself. I'm going to get exactly. I'm gonna eat uh, family meal. I don't think so. I'm a family of one. We're all guilty of it. I envy those folks who have been able to like get past it and maintain or manage. I'm just in a perpetual cycle of doing really well, melting off and then boom, comes all back. Then doing really well, coming off and then boom, it comes you, all you back. You mean having superhuman DNA like Philip? Yes, how is that even fair? And you know what, I, TikTok, TikTok too, I see it all the time. What, hot people on there? No, chubby people that are no longer chubby and they oh. lost weight on keto. <laughs> like, uh, this is how I lost 75, 75 pounds on keto in six months. I'm like, shut up. Some people just have bad DNA and good DNA is applicable to looks and uh, and body types. Mm. So I don't um, want to be a I don't want to be a chunky bride. Although I love myself, I'd like to be a slimmer bride. How about that? Okay, uh, for twenty five hundred dollars and however how many ever. What, $40 a month for Peloton? There you go. That can be your wedding. 12, $12 a month. Yeah, but you got to get, what about the, you got to get the, uh, the equipment. No, not for this app. For this app, it's, it's, um, they have two different apps. They have the apps for if you have the equipment or they have the, they have the entire app, but now it has, um, equipment style workouts and workouts that you can do without equipment and in the, on like road running, like street. Got it. Exercise. Have, have you seen the thing that it's like a mirror and there's like cross, <laughs> yeah. cross that looks like usually I kind of scoff at uh, new cool new trendy workout things like you can do stuff with your body you don't need all that stuff but I looked at that I was like that's kind of futuristic and cool. that's some Star Trek shit right there I thought the same thing I actually went as far as looking up how much it costs and it's four like grand three, yeah it's like three four grand so yeah. I'll pass I'll pass. I, but I was like, this is pretty cool because it's like you don't have to buy the individual weights because it will do what I guess it needs to for you um, where you're like you would normally buy a weight bench or a yeah. like a machine kind of thing. Um, I think it's really cool, but I would rather like drop the money on a treadmill and just go to Facebook and find somebody selling their weights. Right. <laughs> like and now, whenever I go, when I do my target run several times per week, they've had dumbbells back in there for weeks and weeks, for as long as I can remember. And I know those were hard to get at the outside yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, okay. So let me play. Uh, I'm going to play. Uh, her name is Ashley. I, I didn't even know Ashley had a last name. All I know is she's Ashley and she's played some events uh, that, that I've been a part of. And she plays at a lot of local places. Um, I think she's done. Yeah, I met her at Pride. No, at the Love Wall for a Pride event a couple of summers ago. Ashley asked me to uh, take a listen to her new single. She is also a Beagle mom. Ooh. So I love her and I love her Beagles more, but she's great. So I wanted to play some of this. Light a match and draw it on the fire. Stay I could never 
Ashley Cohn, K-O-H-N. That's called Fever Dream. It's on all streaming places, uh, YouTube as well. And when she asked me if I would listen to it, I was like, is it about beagles? (laughs) Of course you did. She said, no. I listened to the lyrics and I don't know. It could be about beagles. And there's certainly some love and intimacy in there. So it's about something you love, and you love beagles. So therefore, uh, it's about dog. beagles. So I love her. Be- her beagles are adorable. Oh. Um, what else? So I uh, tomorrow you watched Soul, right? No, nope. Still haven't gotten past it, but I watched enough to have an opinion. Okay, that'll be tomorrow because there's so much existential stuff in there, and it's a totally a movie for adults. I figure in, instead of just doing a couple of minutes on that, we'll we'll save that for the lion's share of tomorrow's pod. Yes. Um, as for everything else that's taking place over a couple of weeks, let's uh let's do the the buzzer version of this. Okay. So I sent you some topics, and I have a, a couple others, and we will we will so we. Did, so this podcast doesn't go like four hours. Um, we're already <laughs> at about 40 minutes. Really? I, yeah. Okay. Um, how, about, how about you want to do two minutes or three minutes? Two minutes. Two minutes. All right. We will do two minutes for each of the following. Okay? Yes. Um, first up is uh, Toledo parking is changing from now on. No, no more free lunchtime parking from 11 to two. You've got to pay all the time. I think it's a quarter for every 15 minutes. It'll still be free on the weekends and in the evening. Your thoughts. What do the businesses think about this? So have, has there been any response from local businesses and how they feel? I loved that parking was free at a time that I was able to go down, down, go down there and get lunch. But it's been like a year since I've done that. So I'm not that mad about it. It The city is going to charge so that they can do city related things. <laughs> like I, It's not that big of a deal for me, at least, but I can understand how businesses might be frustrated. I don't think it's a big ask as far as finances is concerned. You were going to go get a $10 burger. You can fork over another dollar to reinvest in downtown. Um, this is what big cities and cities that want to have an upward trajectory do so they can reinvest in things. And for every person that says it shouldn't be like this, just on principle, there are other mm-hmm. people who have been drawn to downtown because of measures like this and things that have been able to be uh, beautified. Other, other yeah. things, um, you, again, it's not a big financial ask. And now that you know what this is, use the garages. Uh, plan ahead. There is still street parking. And if you really have to, if you're going to be down there for, for all day long and you can't add to the meter, just take the $10 fine. The fines are really minuscule. Like I think it's after like the fifth or 10th time is when you have to pay $30. So they're, oh, okay. not, they're not onerous fines. So just plan a little bit ahead. Don't get cranky. And the city wanted to do this last April, but obviously the world changed. I don't know how much good it's going to do now anyway with how people's lives have changed. Yeah, I agree. I think folks are becoming a little bit more dependent on themselves. So you may have somebody who goes downtown for lunch, you know, who, who buys lunch every day and they were working from home and they, you know, or what was that? That was the buzzer. Oh, (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, are you okay? That was the buzzer. (laughs) Okay. Next. Um, did you want to finish your thought on that? No, nah, it was I wasn't heading anywhere. Okay. This is why I need two minutes so I can uh, practice. All right. I haven't watched it. I didn't even know it was a Shonda show, but thoughts on Bridgerton. <gasps> oh my God. I 
absolutely love Bridgerton. I was disappointed in myself for binging it all in one day. I'm not ashamed that I did it. I'm just disappointed because now I don't have it to enjoy um, anymore. Like I loved Bridgerton. It was not as steamy as and sexy as they said it was going to be for me at least because maybe because I'm a Game of Thrones fan. So I know better. But um, love Bridgerton, loved the main character. I was spooning over him the entire time. Um, I thought Bridgerton was great. I'm curious though if you know, because it's a period piece, so it's a period drama, London era, I don't know the year, I can't even think of it. And my mom, as soon as she realized that there was black people and white people that were depicting like highborn characters, she's like, oh, so it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy film, a yes. fantasy show. And I'm just like, just because it didn't actually happen doesn't mean that we have to, that we have to claim it a fantasy. Cause that's, I don't think that's the narrative that we want from this. Game like we- Game of Thrones is fantasy. Yes, because there's dragons, but, <laughs> and, dragons. and zombies. <laughs> but regarding Bridgerton, it was like she immediately chalked it up. She's like, oh, well, it's a fantasy film, you know, show. So then it's not accurate. So I'm not, it's not as good. It's based on things. That's it. Like loosely based on things. I like the, um, and the main character, the main male character, Hastings was is his last name, um, Duke Hastings or whatever. He made a point and he's like, there were black people that were happy during that time. They may not have been wealthy, but they were happy. And he said, it's time that black characters start to take on, we start to share more stories of black people. And it may not have been like, there may not have been a black Duke, but you know what I mean? Oh, dang. That, okay. sound, that sounds like the Kanye quote when it was like, the slaves are happy. <laughs> it does. It does sound like a Kanye quote. And I hate, but you get where I'm going. Like, I yeah. wish I could quote him. Maybe we can do it another day. I loved Bridgerton very much. I can't wait till it comes back. Good job, Shonda. Yeah, I I, uh, I had seen all the things for it um, before it launched. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll give it an eye because there's a lot of sexy. And then I saw it was a Shonda thing. And I'm like, she's not my thing. So I'll let people who like her stuff enjoy it a lot. And I'm glad she's uh, off and running at Netflix. Yes, it was fantastic. Can't wait for the second season. Don't think it's going to have anything to do with the first season, though, because they basically ended it on a happy note. And so I don't understand. There was no cliffhangers. So I'm like, what are you, what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, for the first time in 18 years, the Browns have made the playoffs. They and they face the Steelers again, who they just beat yesterday um, in a fitting rematch. They face the Steelers again next week. It makes a lot of sense uh, symbolically for them to take on such a rival of theirs when they return to the playoffs after nearly 20 years. Oh my gosh. So I tend to only watch Cleveland sports once they make it to the playoffs or once they're close to making it to the playoffs. I'm excited for this just because I'm a Clevelander. I'm not an avid Browns person or sports person at all anymore, but um, I'm all for it. I'm going to watch. I, I, I am glad I didn't because I don't know if I could have handled the anxiety <laughs> when I was trying to recover from my own self-inflicted anxiety. So I'm all for not watching, um, but I'll continue. I'll watch now going forward. I think they're the late game next Sunday. So Oh, nope, not watching. I need to sleep. Late as in like 8 o'clock, I, I think. There's three wild card games Saturday and Sunday. But it, it's good. Their fans have waited a long time. They've suffered for a long time. Oh, um, what? absolutely. Absolutely. That'll be something that the Browns now get themselves to a point where 
like they're not the mistake on the lake um anymore i mean we're we've been proud of the indians and the calves although the calves have kind of fallen back a little bit but you know i i've always so the browns i remembered them being good when i was a little boy in the 80s um they got mm-hmm. some championship games and they they lost to the john elway broncos and there was um bernie kozar um, and then after that, they were just, they were just done, and then they just picked up and moved to Baltimore, <laughs> and then they came back as the Browns, and were not very good. So for the majority of my life, and I, I know that they had Jim Brown decades ago, but I would say that the Browns are truly one of the sad sack professional sports teams in my lifetime, with the exception of very small pockets of time. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. That was the only sport that, like, I can, I know, I'm ashamed mm-hmm. to say it. It's the only game, it's the only team that I've never seen in Cleveland. I went to the Lumberjacks when we had a professional hockey team. I've been to a number of Indians games, a number of Cavs games. I have never been to a Browns game. Okay. Uh, Next up, um, I don't know if this affects us a whole lot, but basic white girls everywhere are (laughs) completely and utterly broken and devastated because The Office has finally left Netflix. So if I'm not mistaken now, Friends is on HBO Max. The office is on Peacock, so there's no more one-stop shop to watch your favorite comedies. And here's my thinking on this. It seems like, so in the early 90s, you had Seinfeld, then you had Friends, then you had The Office. Maybe I'm missing something from the early part of this decade, but you go Seinfeld, Friends, The Office, and now it seems like Schitt's Creek is right there. Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Although there was a ton of people I knew that watched Blackish. Oh, modern, modern Family. family. Modern Family. But you know what? Yeah. Maybe at some point 10 years from now, that will be what Friends in the Office is to the 14-year-old basic white girls in training. I have never, like, I tried to watch The Office and I couldn't get past maybe even the second episode. So I've just always... I'm that person where you've never seen The Office? No. And I don't care to. Or Community. I think people really loved Community, too. Parks and Recreation. Parts and Rec. Never seen them. Um, I, look, I'm going to be 42 years old. Not that I look my (gasps) my age or act my age in a lot of ways, but I do certain things. I have on alert certain things that I, I try to avoid doing so I don't. Like, oh, you're how old? Uh, and one of those things is making Seinfeld references with most people that I, <laughs> I connect with. Um, uh-huh. What about 30 Rock? I never watched. I, I, I was never. I never watched Friends. I didn't. None of the. I, I wasn't. I watched comedies when I was a kid in the like 80s and 90s. And then after uh-huh. that, I stopped watching. I, I got into I other things. I see. Um, are you. Have you watched Shit's Creek? No, that's the other show. I that's the other show that I have a hard time getting past. So I'm towards the end of season one, I think. But it's taken me like years so to get to that point. You're not in it. No. Okay. Um, last week, I I think we talked about this before the break. I was excited because Taco Bell was finally bringing something back to their menu, <laughs> um, the nacho fries. But uh-huh. I, they brought oh, uh, the taco Dorito or the Dorito taco, but also my favorite item ever, the Bacon Club Chalupa. So I took my butt um, down to the Taco Bell down the street here, Reynolds and Airport, last Tuesday night. Ooh. And uh, I 
went through the drive-thru and I said, I would like a nacho fry, nacho bel grande, and three baking club chalupas. Did they have them? Um, so far as I know, the baking, uh, uh, the nachos bel grande, what I ate last, they were delicious. The nacho fries, it was like a buck fifty, so maybe I should have known better. But there were like four in there. They, were, <laughs> they weren't even lukewarm. And as when I had them the first time, they weren't very good. But worst of all, after I... I I, I finished the fries that were just so average, not even worth discussing. Um, I eat my chalupas, which lack the bacon and club part of the chalupa. <laughs> and you know what? I, You know me. There's no way I'm going back there. I'm not calling them because those people hate their lives, and they don't want to take a call from me. I'll just say, you know, I, I, I like I said— don't mess don't mess with your order at fast food places and yes. when you're dealing with people who don't make a lot of money and hate their jobs and maybe hate their lives don't ask a lot of them because they will spit in your food exactly right if you still plan on eating whatever they gave you um don't be too difficult with them i'm the same way i always get on thomas because he doesn't say please and thank you uh. like, <laughs> when he's he's one of those people where he gets really frustrated with them at the drive-thru because they'll say is that all is uh. that all and he's like He's like, did I say that was all? Oh my god! <laughs> I can understand. Like I've seen, I, they will cut you off and while you're still talking. So I totally get it. Um, but even even after, and they'll say that that'll be four fifty nine, and then he'll drive off. I'm like, did you you didn't say thank you? Right. <laughs> they, say thank you. They have nothing to lose except these jobs, which mm -hmm. they're jobs, and for, they mean different things to different people. And if you're a manager there and have worked there for years and years and have gone up and you make a decent, for the most part, these people have very little to lose with these jobs. Don't piss them off. Don't That's curse at them. Don't give them a hard time. Be courteous at the very least because your please and thank you is arguably worth more than what they're making. Now, he'll be courteous. I mean, he is he's one of those folks that does feel bad. For, that is like, you know, I bet they're having a terrible day. I bet they get a ton of shit from people. But the value of saying please and thank you, even in the most um, like the smallest ways is where I'm always getting on him. Say thank you. Yeah. Say please. <laughs> he's like, you're not my mother. Your mom didn't do a good job with you. <laughs> Shh, don't you dare. He, um, would kill, he would kill me if we heard that. Next up, uh, I'm still trying to find a single person who loved Wonder Woman. I don't know if that person exists. <laughs> Everybody, every, from all my, my diehard comic book friends, you, the average person, some people, who everybody was like, it was fine. It, the, you know, I was so excited for it. We made a whole night of it, like a big ordeal about it. And then when I was sitting down and I was watching it, I remember, I realized I didn't like it when Thomas is like, why are you on your phone? Oh, <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm that person to him. I'm like, get off your phone. Like we're watching this. Don't you dare ask me to explain something to you later. You know, I'm that person. So I was on my phone and then I was getting up and doing stuff around the house and he's like what are you doing we've been waiting all month to watch this and i'm just like i'm not that into it i hate to say it i'm not it is not it it, it was actually really disappointing how boring it was to me besides gal gadot and her just impeccableness or that whatever i whatever you call it, like just her inhumane looks Everybody seemed, even though without, they didn't say it, but a lot of people seemed to think that Pedro Pascal was, was, was quite a show during it as well. He was terrible. He really? was terrible. I thought he was terrible. Okay. I was like, 
I am just I wish he had not have taken this role like I, I he doesn't I mean to me like he's had so many successful roles that like what's one whatever okay. but it because I just love him so much I'm like oh it made me cringe HBO Max must have gotten all the downloads or the subs that they were looking for because they greenlit that third one real fast like within within a day of oh, did that they? thing hitting yeah it got greenlit like almost the same day or hit Christmas day like before Saturday at midday there were the reports were that they're going to fast track the third one you know who was really good though and you'll probably Kristen Wiig was very good as the cheetah lady or whatever she was. She was. She was the one that I thought, like, outshined everyone else, which shocks me because I don't typically like her as an a actress. Like, mm -hmm. I don't find her hilariously funny. Um, in you know, and she normally only plays comedy roles. And I have a hard time seeing a comedian go from a comedian role to a serious one. And I thought she did fantastic. Good. Yeah. I mean, it, the people on Saturday Night Live might get pigeonholed, but they're very, they're extremely talented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, next up. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, so the Northwood area got a grant from the state for an extra million bucks to do the redevelopment of the Woodville Mall area. It'll include a main street for small businesses, a high-end restaurant, which probably includes an olive garden for that area. <laughs> Shut up. How dare and, you? Uh, a number of senior living facilities, a medical <laughs> provider, high-density and single family residential areas. So you're, you're pretty standard thing. You can probably like copy and paste um, Levis Commons how there's a hotel, there's a lot of restaurants, there's places to shop, but there's some apartments and places to live over there. So good for that area. It's great. You know, there's so much growth on the east side of the area. And um, I drove past the Amazon facility at Southwick several times yeah. and I, I hadn't been there for a while and I'm like the logo's up the signs are up out front the directions about the facility I'm like look at yeah. that I, I get it it's Amazon it's a global billion dollar Goliath um, but they put this thing up fast while the city of Toledo couldn't sell that thing to anybody for any <laughs> amount of money um, <laughs> the but, Rossford one went up really fast too yeah I mean it just it, look I know that Amazon is good and bad but it just shows you how efficiently corporations can work and that's why it's good for private industry to do some things mm -hmm. rather than getting bogged down with bureaucracy and I, I hope the Northwood thing fast tracks the growth because that place has sat there forever but I think we're seeing a domino effect because um, obviously I live near the Amazon Rossford location and there's already construction for new, um, I don't know if it's new apartments or like a new subdivision, like a home division. And there's a Jersey Mike's coming to the area now. And there's one other restaurant that's now coming to like Fremont Pike area. So you're already starting to see the businesses grow. Um, I'm assuming because Amazon has come to town. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. However, I hope this Northwood group will, and this is only my opinion, Levis Commons and Fallen Timbers do not meet the, um, they don't meet their potential at all, in my opinion. Like, there's so much more potential for those locations, and they just don't meet it, like, I, to me. There was a place, when I lived back back east in Allentown, called uh, the Promenade Shops. Mm -hmm. We have Promenade Park, that was Prom Promenade Shops. Um, it was called a Lifestyle Center, just like Levis Commons, and it opened in, like, 2006. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was co co copy and paste Levis Commons many years ago. And um, I w people were in awe of it because there were some high-end retailers. There were some mm -hmm. usual retailers. You know, Again, all the same things that, w that we're used to. And I, I never followed up on it a, a bunch. 
um, or how these places here are doing. And it's hard to tell now with the pandemic. Um, and I've never read any stories about these. They're called lifestyle centers. Like, how do these places do here where we live from November through April? Now, I know they do holiday stuff, but it's malls have a hard enough go as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to really struggle in the winter months because it's so cold and there's not much to do outside. So I, the only other example I have of something like that is in Cleveland. Um, when I grew up there, obviously, and I remember when Legacy Village came to town, which is a, which is like double the size of Fallen Timbers or maybe triple, but it was up and down. So it was all outdoor and it was up and down, but it was, it was like more high-end retail. Like you had your crate and barrel. Um, there was an Apple store there, but you had like, you know, you had your high-end retail, like clothing stores where you had to have money to shop there and expensive bridal gown places, but tons of food. So there was there was a lot of food. They had a center location that had like fire pits and stuff already in it, and you could drive through it. So you could still drive through and like park on the side, and they're always busy. And they put in like a Nordstrom rack now, and there's a gym there, and new restaurants have come, and it's been, it's just really been built up at Fallen Timbers or not, not Fallen Timbers, Levis. I would love to see like, a bar Louie, but another restaurant. So maybe I'm going to go a eat. bar at, at Levis. No, I know, but maybe I'm going to go eat at this restaurant. That's towards, um, well, I guess you could do that, but I'm I, like right now, I just don't have any incentive to walk from Nagoya to bar Louie to like, enjoy some drinks and music. You know what I mean? Like there's just, there needs to be more happening there, like more excitement in my opinion. And, They've had some programming over yes. the years there, yeah. um, and some good things like uh, they've done Winterfest. Uh, I did a sand thing, fantastic there. Yep. Um, and I, I feel like when these things first got put there for these communities, it was like ta-da, lifestyle centers. Oh, they're right. so cool. I would, you know, I can't afford anything there, but I can walk around there. And there's a Starbucks I can afford that. And then somebody realized, oh shit, it's cold half the year. We're gonna have to add programming. I, I, I wish, and I think Fallen Timbers gets the short shrift because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, even though it's yeah. one exit from Levis Commons. And I guess the loose strategy was parents would drop their kids off at Fallen Timbers and then they would go up and shop at Levis. For me personally, I would like to take the restaurants for Levis mm-hmm. and shop at Fallen Timbers. Exactly. So I um, have not been to Fallen Timbers in ages and they've had stores close and reopen. But if I were to shop, I would shop at Fallen Timbers because there was a Charlotte Roost there at one point and a Forever 21 and the store, lovely something or another that I loved. And there was a lot of regular stores there. I would have loved to see an H&M go in there. They had a Express. There was a, um, not Old Navy, a Gap, the Gap. They have, have or had, yes, at Fallen. And so I would walk Fallen Timbers up and down all the time, especially in the summer, but I also did it in the winter. And that was because the stores there were stores that I could afford. Like, I'm not going to go to Levis because I can't afford Francesca's most likely or. (laughs) Whenever that furniture um, store is next to Books a Million where it's like $4,000 for a couch. Right. Or like Brighton where they sell like jewelry that women wear from South Dakota. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I just, it's just not, and I understand who lives in that area. I get it. But I just think that they are not meeting their potential. And I would love to see that. 
I mean, I'm curious to see what happens in the future, though, because I know they have some projects, or they did at least before COVID. Did uh, did we hit everything for today? I think so. I don't remember everything that was on the list, but I'm pretty sure we hit everything. I was just excited that I knew almost everything except. Uh, yeah, I skipped a couple of things for sake of time and interest here. Did you see the twisted tea guy last week? The actual twisted tea. The what happened? Video. In, yeah. yeah. In Lorraine, yes. <laughs> Like, as soon as, I, I had only seen a screen cap, and then I, I got to the video, and you know me, like, it was like 90 seconds long, which is about 75 seconds longer than anything I would watch, which yeah. you think would make me great for to watch TikTok, but no. But as soon as three seconds in, the white guy said the N-word, I'm like, oh, let me take my shoes off, I'm going to go heat up some popcorn, let me watch this thing. I can't do it. I even even when somebody deserves it, I hate to see somebody like violently hurt like that. So I, I could not. I still haven't watched it. I under, I know what happens. Like I think I saw a screenshot, um, but I have not like seen it to see like the velocity <laughs> of all of it because um, I just hate to see people violently get hurt that way, even if they deserve it, even, even if they deserve it. I do, however, used to go to like the hash Instagram hashtags and the TikTok hashtags to see all the Karen videos that approach. Please tell me your thoughts before we go. Tell me your thoughts on the girl from um, New York City and the young man, the 14 year old. Did somebody call the police on somebody again? Oh, you see? Oh, you don't know. There was a hotel in New York City there was a, I guess he's like a world famous, world famous musician, black guy, and his 14 year old son were leaving. They were staying at the hotel and they were leaving. And there was a young girl, 22 ish, looked like a white girl, but I think she might be Puerto Rican, um, claimed that the 14 year old had stolen her iPhone because she saw that he had an iPhone in his hand that looked like hers. And so, she says that's my iphone that's my iphone demanded for him to show her proof by saying take the case off fine then if it's not my iphone show me then the hotel manager gets involved and says kid just show her and obviously that's not acceptable so it gets worse she physically assaults the 14 year old like it's on it's all on camera from the dad recording it and like the hotel cameras she literally tackles him because the dad is like let's just go we're not we're not doing this and she's ref- she's like physically accosting them and saying, you're not leaving until you give me my phone. That's my phone. She had it all worked up that it was her phone. And then it um, her Uber that she had just gotten out of pulls back up and hands her her phone that she left ah. in his car. But she, in the process, she had physically assaulted him, verbally attacked him. Obviously he's a young black kid, like 14. Um, and the problem is the hotel manager didn't, it, it, Thomas and I actually had this disagreement and Jordan and I, cause Jordan's like, why didn't he just show her? And I said, because he didn't have to. And the hotel manager should have said, if you feel that this gentleman has your phone, then you need to call the police instead of inserting himself and saying, just show her, just show her that it's not her phone. Because then you're, you're going along with her narrative. You want, you want to please her instead of this 14 year old that's being attacked and accused of theft just because he walked out of a hotel if it wasn't like elevator if it wasn't a color issue uh and and somebody did that to me and then like you stole my phone i'd be like like, look jackass does this look like your phone 
it and it's it's debatable if it obviously you never know what the motivations are it still could be i mean he was a young kid so it could have been like his age of like young kids are yeah like you know what i mean motivated by things like that but the dad the dad was protecting his son um i and at some point but the problem is she went as far as like assaulting him and wouldn't let him go outside and demanded she get her phone back without proof. And it's like, you can't actually do all of these things. Like if you think this person has your phone, then call the police, but you can't verbally, you can't physically keep them somewhere. You can't put your hands on them, you know? And the hotel manager's problem is he's like, I'm just trying to resolve this. And it's like, not, and the hotel had to come out and make obviously they had to come out with a formal apology to the father and to the son because he should not have you know if you want to resolve it ask her to leave tell her because she wasn't a hotel guest ask her to leave and tell her to call the police if she feels like this kid has her phone you know because he he's not the police and he can't do things like that like he can't you know problem solve or mediate something like that without looking like without looking one-sided to be honest um, no i i when you mentioned that i thought i had seen something but no, yeah I, I don't recall that oh man that video was all over and she it, it it was i mean we've seen obviously like we've seen worse but she was worked up she looked she made herself look terrible and then the hotel issued a formal apology she never issued a formal apology and i think they're filing yeah. charges on her which i feel like they should she did physically attack this boy um making the assumption that he stole from her so, hey, looking up, you know, 2020 reinforced my my thinking that, you know, people are just selfish and irresponsible mm-hmm. and look out far too much for their own good than than anybody else. And what's the just lack of grace? Yeah. And uh, I think I think people are I know I'm like egging this on, but I think people need to learn. These are learning conversations. I, where would, I'm t- I, I would bring out my guillotine and slice her head off. For a public execution. <laughs> like, like no, in, in all seriousness, okay, maybe not a guillotine, but I might execute her publicly right there simply because the misdemeanor she's going to get is not going to do anything. So people need, what, what's the, uh, what's the Batman begin, uh, begins quote, people need dr- dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy. Well, if I see your fucking head rolling on the Park Avenue from a guillotine, nobody's going to do that shit anymore. Well, I want to say there might be more than just, because I think she... Um, I, I can look, I, I'll look it up and send it to you, but there was definitely assault on a minor, but I think there was also attempted robbery cause she was trying to steal his property at that point. Um, it's, but it's, it will be, it'll be, it'll, yeah, it'll be just, come it down. Doesn't, it doesn't fit the, the tenacity of the emotion. Um, right. Right. And look, we only have to vilely humiliate and kill a few people. The message will be sent. <laughs> well, I, but what I was explaining to someone, because there was more than one person, it, it happened to be a white person. I'm not saying that these things were about race, but there was more than one person that was like, why didn't they just show her? And I said, we all know the term, you pick and choose your battle. I would absolutely have picked this as a battle all day, any day. You don't just, because it's that person that is getting catered to compared to somebody getting assaulted verbally abused so you're saying you would have shown her i no i oh. would have fought her <laughs> i would have I, not See, physically like, i would have fought it just like the dad did 
see, like, there's no win. There's no win there when you're dealing with a a, a, a crazy person like that who's being completely irrational. Mm-hmm. Like, only bad can come of it. And if mm-hmm. you show that person that, hey, th- this might look like it, but this is my phone, and you know that you reinforce their belief or whatever, you give them the win of race versus race. Look what you wind up avoiding. Mm-hmm. So no, I. Th- but, that's that's a battle I would have picked. I, yes, exactly. I would have picked that battle, and that was what I was explaining to other oh, folks. I'm sorry. I mean, I would have picked it in the sense that it's my phone, not yours. Like, go on with your crazy-ass life, lady. Like, there's just not a, a big enough win there. Oh, see, no, I would have fought it. I would have fought it for the <laughs> for the principal. <laughs> like, it, was, I don't have to show you anything. <laughs> if it was something larger, like if the hotel were involved and, you know, something larger than a phone, which is a, a pretty common thing these days, losing them, stealing them, all that shit. Like if there was something more socially, ethically, morally engaged than the common phone theft, I, I might have fought the battle, but I just didn't see a big enough win there. Mm. I look at it in the way that I had explained it to someone else that I was talking to. I said, it's the same thing. You're seeing these videos of these um, mostly older people, but some not so much. And they're like, do you live here? Tell me your address. What's your address? Prove to me that you live here. And it's like, why do I, you know what I mean? There's people, I, there was a, a video the other day of a gentleman who was followed all the way to his apartment door because the woman did not believe that he lived there and demanded that he told her what his address was because they, you know, he's not allowed in that building if he doesn't live there. And I'm like, that's harassment. And it's like, why must I tell you my address for you to believe, you know, you're making the assumption that I don't live here, that I can't live here, whatever, whatever you're working your mind up to believing. And now I am required to share my private information with you for you to believe me instead of me just saying, I do live here. Have a nice day. And, Look, we are a product of our experiences and what's happened to us. And I'm not saying what they, Law and Order did a thing like this where there were some oh, did they? rich young black kids working out at. Uh, uh, oh, hot. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the old white guy's like, Do you rent here? And the guy's like, Yeah, our studio's down the hallway. And the cop, That's a true story. Yeah, yeah, all that. Or if that. Or it was ripped from the headlines. Yeah. Um, it's not right. But to what you said about the woman following the guy, I go, What happened to you? that you believe this. Um, and I'm not saying that that's right. This is obviously a much, much larger discussion, but people are, unfortunately, sure. they make decisions based on their experiences and, and their life. And then they apply that very narrowly to what they do moving forward. And, and we wind up with a lot of hate and social mm-hmm. issues and racial issues mm-hmm. where people just stopped and thought, like if that woman would have went, did I, uh, did I did I leave my phone in in the Uber? Like why <laughs> why why do I think that kid stole my phone? Exactly. Causation and correlation. My phone is missing. There's a young kid of color over there. Uh, yeah. Why why do you believe? Why are you putting A and B together and getting C that way? How about you're forgetful and you've left things in Ubers before? Did you do that? No learning. There's just no learning. There's not the moments where you can learn from those things. There's just maybe so much public embarrassment that you don't. You know what I mean? You don't even muster an apology, just nothing, which is which is the the part where I feel like we've we're up shit's creek. Um, and that's why we're still eyeball deep into uh, a pandemic 10 months uh-huh, later, because uh-huh. too many people keep making the same mistakes over yep. and over and over again. OK, that's enough. Right, I'm done. Do your uh, do your soul homework for tomorrow. We'll break that thing down. I shall. Bye. Bye.